Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, we've got one eye on President Biden and his preparation to deliver a State of the Union address, which will obviously focus on things both international and things closer to home. And we continue to watch that international scene as uh, Russia continues to pound uh, areas inside Ukraine. And we're trying to get a good sense of the international reaction to all of this, the leadership of President Zelensky, how that has impacted uh, how others view and are dealing with Russia. Uh, and uh, to give us a, a real good perspective on that, we go to one of our favorite inside sources, uh, Professor Amos Giora from the University of Utah. He's currently joining us uh, live from Israel. And uh, Professor, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, so give us some perspective uh, from on the ground there in Israel. What uh, What is the state? Uh, let's start with just kind of the, the public at large. What are you hearing? What are you seeing on the streets in terms of chatter and reaction to what's playing out in Ukraine? So let's begin with the following. There's a large, what we call in Israel, a Russian Jewish community, which primarily means you know, Jews from the former Soviet Union, particularly and primarily from what we call Russia and the Ukraine, but the demonstrations that have occurred in the last few days have been called pro-Ukraine in Tel Aviv, but it's far more complicated than that, A, because there are Israelis in Ukraine who are obviously under fire, there's a Jewish community in Ukraine, but there's also a Jewish community in Russia, but more complicated than that, um, the Israeli Air Force and the Russian Air Force are engaged in a, in a dance, if you will, over Syria, because every time Israel attacks terrorist targets in Syria, the Russian Air Force is somewhere out there. And to date, there is, thankfully, has never, ever, ever been any engagement interaction. But the Ukraine-Russia-Israel triangle is, is complicated, and so much so that I believe on Sunday, uh, President Zelensky reached out to uh, Prime Minister, Israeli Prime Minister Bennett, and asked him, I think the right word is to mediate between Russia and the Ukraine, because it, Israel has deep ties um, for historical reasons to both. Mm. Um, you know, former Prime Minister Netanyahu had a whatever relationship with, with Putin, in the same way that, that, that Trump had this whatever relationship with, with Putin. It's very interlocked here. Yeah. Oh, that, that's so fascinating, and I, I so appreciate you raising this, Professor, because we we so regularly try to get things into their most simple form, and it's just not that simple. Uh, and explaining the complexities there, especially as it relates to, to Israel, Russia, and Syria, uh, I don't think many people are connecting that dot in terms of here's something else that complicates this. Uh, things are not ever as simple as they seem. And, and to complicate the complication um, – Last week, 
Putin to express irritation or to signal irritation with Bennett, who articulated a humanitarian concern for the Ukraine, for the first time in I don't know how long, made noises that maybe Russia doesn't uh, recognize um, Israeli, um, whatever term you want, annexation presence in the Golan Heights, which was captured from Syria in the 1967 war. And that came out of nowhere. And then to complicate the complication, um, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, the Russians and the Iranians had some conversation all related to the denuclearization conversations, negotiations going on with Iran. So you asked me what seems to be a, a pretty basic, simple question, Boyd, and uh, we could go on forever about the complications. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so interesting and so challenging. Uh, as you look at it from, again, both kind of the person on the street level, we've obviously seen some of the rallies around the world and how that has gone. You've brought us into the circle in terms of the political dynamic of, of all of that at the government level. Uh, anything else that we should be thinking about or looking at from, again, an international perspective in terms of how this is all playing out? Sure. I, you mentioned Zelensky. I think he gets a shout-out. Um, I know he's mocked at first because he's a stand-up comedian, um, and he was laughed at for that. Here's the truth. The West, including the United States and France and Germany and maybe England, though I'm not sure about Prime Minister Johnson, had, I think, no intention of getting involved in this conflict whatsoever. Mm. They were, in many ways, the classic bystander, if not enabler. And once they, were, they realized that the Ukrainians were going to fight, I mean, this is self-defense. They're under attack. Yeah. And, and the, uh, Zelensky is, is uh, even in his sweatshirt, that he's not backing down for Putin. That's what forced the West to impose the sanctions on Russia, maybe even on Putin. Uh, that's obviously what has led to the humanitarian assistance. And then the, obviously the question that we'll see if what President Biden does on um, the State of the Union address, will NATO um, engage? And we yeah. have a long conversation about the, what, the world, what the word engagement means, considering you know, the Ukraine is not a member of NATO, but there is no doubt that the, the Russians and the French, I think also President Biden, um, were hesitant to get involved once they understood that the Ukrainians are, are in this horrible, horrible fight and that Zelensky is, um, you know, leading the charge. That's when they jumped into the fray, quote-unquote, because they haven't really jumped fully into the fray. Um, I, if anybody deserves a shout-out for, for um, acting... Um, truly heroically, um, it's Zelensky. Yes. Um, I think Putin has been totally surprised by the sanctions, by the, uh, the, the extent to which the Ukrainians are fighting. The final point I'll make, I think Putin has been caught up by surprise by the, demonst- by the demonstrations on the, in the Russian street against the war. I think yes. That has totally surprised him. Absolutely. Uh, great insight as always. Amos Giora, law professor at the University of Utah, joining us live from Israel today. Thank you for that global perspective. Always appreciate your insight. Uh, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Boyd. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, it is time for the State of the Union Address, my State of the Union Address. Stick around right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. 
and there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.